0: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. We've got some Twitter questions, some emails, maybe some, some questions from folks we run into on the street to cover on today's show. I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Some big news, though, broke just before we hit record on this uh, afternoon podcast. We're trying to get this in before Sunday or before uh, Monday Night Football and before Giants Dodgers playoff baseball. Let's go two one one tie October. I love it, especially when the Giants and the Dodgers are playing together in a series. This is uncharted territory. And I don't know if we talked about this, Croc, but I think a lot of the listeners know. My wife's a Dodgers fan. She was born in in Burbank. Uh, my family's all Giants fans, and so um, it was a big theme at our wedding. You know, it was like a Giants family and a Dodgers family coming together. Uh, and I've had bragging rights for years because we got married in two thousand ten, and the Giants won three World Series in five years, you know. And then even last year, sort of an asterisk World Series with the Dodgers winning didn't bother me at all. I wasn't even hardly paying attention to baseball during the pandemic. Uh, But having a legitimate playoff series, Giants and Dodgers, this is uncharted territory, man.
1: It's big time. My my brother is a Dodgers fan. Now, I I don't know when that happened. I think it happened, like, he started moving to L.A. He lives in Irvine, I'd say about six years ago or so. Did he convert
0: from Giants to Dodgers?
1: No, he... When we were kids, he liked the A's, but wasn't really, like, a fan. But once he kind of moved to L.A. and was kind of in that environment, started going to Dodger games and everything, and he just kind of became a Dodger fan, where I'm a diehard Giants. I don't want to say diehard Giants fan, but I'm definitely a Giants fan. I was probably a bigger Giants fan. And obviously, like, you know, I'm rocking my uh, Giants hat everywhere right now during this time. But, and I went to the last parade. But I think when I was a kid, I was more in tune with everything that was going on with the Giants. Like, I could tell you like the lineups, like the who bats first, second, third. Like you know, you had um, she was, you're leading off with like Marvin Bernard. Then you had like Richard Aurelia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Richard Barry Aurelia. Barry Bonds, Ellis Burks, like J T Snow, like Jeff Kent, then J T Snow. Like I, I can like like just bang out every position now. Ellis Brooks. I know who guys are, um, but I couldn't tell you like the rotation of the pitchers or yeah, in- you
0: know, it was tough, too, especially with the Giants sort of a no-name team coming into the year and surprised everybody and, and not paying attention last year to baseball. I was never more out of tune, so I really had to relearn who, were, who was on the Giants, and they had a, a big shuttle right. of guys going back and forth between Sacramento, too. So um, I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but go Giants. Throw that out there before uh, Game 3 tonight. But the big news here in the Bay Area is now Trey Lance. He has a left knee sprain crock from his first ever NFL start, leaving his availability in question after this upcoming bye week. Luckily, there's a bye week, so uh, he's got a couple weeks to recover, and it's a one-to-two-week injury. So it's to be decided whether or not Trey Lance will be ready to go against the Colts. It's to be decided whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo will be available for the Colts. The timetable would put them both right about that week to be back. Uh, the 49ers are expecting Kwan Williams and maybe Jamichael Hasty to return after the bye week as well, along with Jimmy G. Marcel Harris, right thumb fracture will have surgery. That might not be too long term of an injury, but he's going to be out for a little while. But uh, a lot of shakeups going on right now on the 49ers roster, and uh, I-, I guess there's a- an equal opportunity, an equal percentage chance that it's Jimmy G. that starts, Trey Lance that starts, or maybe it's Nate Sudfeld. I don't even know, but uh, this is this is not good news and. It's, it's pretty amazing with all the talk we've had here about how he took too many hits. Trey Lance took too many hits. That cannot be the game plan every week for any quarterback, especially your young rookie quarterback that you're trying to develop. He took too many hits, and guess what? It turns out, uh, he, he, and it's funny because his interview after the game, he was asked about taking all those hits and some of the collisions. And he said, really, the only collision... That he felt was the goal line collision that actually hurt the defender Simmons more than it hurt him. But at some point, they don't—not sure when—he sprained his knee. It's a minor injury, one to two weeks, which is good news. So it's nothing major. But Trey Lance got hurt, and I can't say I'm super surprised about it. And yeah, he slept on it and is like, okay, uh, that does not feel good. And this isn't one AA football. I can't, uh, I can't just run over people like I used to. Got to be smart out there. Both Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance both have to be smarter.
1: Right. Definitely. And I mean, one, let's talk about like a knee sprain. And my coach texts me. He's like, dude, 80% of the NFL has knee sprains right now. Like, and I've had (laughs) knee sprain. Like that's not something that typically like holds you out if you have to play. Like if I'm playing in the game this upcoming weekend and I have a knee sprain, like I'm fine. I might do some things, some little rehabs, things like that, and maybe rest a little bit. Then you know, maybe not push it, ramp up a little bit later in the week. But that's definitely not something that typically holds you out. Of a game Now, when you have this kind of quarterback dispute, you can kind of use that to kind of leverage it as to why you go with one quarterback over the other. So um, in a situation like Kyle Shanahan, who comes out, and I think this was after you and I had spoke last night uh, after the game. But, you know, he comes out and says, oh, no, nothing's changed. Jimmy Garoppolo is our guy. And I think he can kind of use this as, oh, like, well, can't go with Trey Lance anyways, dealing with an injury. So, I mean, it's all right, <laughs> you know.
0: Maybe, and follow me here, and look, yeah, this is a perfect opportunity for, for Kyle Shanahan to not have to name Trey Lance a starter, and he can just put Jimmy right back in there. And then if Jimmy plays okay, then you probably can't replace him with Trey Lance. If Jimmy plays bad, then maybe you have to make some hard decisions. That's I, I already kind of saw it coming, and this just makes it easier and really gets Kyle off the hook if he does go back to Jimmy Garoppolo, because I think he was going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo if healthy anyway. But what about this? I, could this be... Could this be a blessing in disguise? Could this be a good thing for Trey Lance and the 49ers that he came up with this minor injury in his first start, has an extra bye week to recover from it? It's not going to be a long-term injury. He'll probably be available and could play against the Colts if they want him to be the starter, if they need him to be the starter, and he probably should be the starter. The fact that it wasn't a major injury, but he did get hurt, and everybody that watched that game Realized, and especially you and me, Crock, when we talked about it right after the fact, I was tweeting about it during the game in the first quarter, let alone at the end of the game when, when uh, he took even more hits, that he was carrying the ball too much. Designed runs yep. too much. You cannot get hit that often in the NFL. You cannot get your quarterback hit that often in the NFL. And he's not the type to slide. He's not as loose and dynamic an athlete as as Lamar Jackson or something, where he's just going to make guys miss all day. He's going to take hits, and he's going to put his shoulder down. you know. But he's not a fullback. He's a quarterback. He's in the NFL. These guys are big and fast on defense. Is this a blessing in disguise and a lesson for both Trey Lance to learn to slide and get down, not take unnecessary hits, and especially a lesson for Kyle Shanahan not to put his young quarterback in danger and let your running backs run the football, let your quarterback throw the football?
1: Yeah, you know, I went back and I looked at some – Stats, and you know, I have my guy Greg Pinelli on uh, Crock Talk TV this morning, and we talked about everything pertaining to the quarterback position. One, he absolutely hated the offense and said, if that's the offense that you're going to run, this fake version of and, and terrible version of what the Baltimore Ravens do, if you're going to do that, then just stick with Jimmy Garoppolo, because that's not the offense, Kyle. That's not what you do. You know, you played from under center. There was no under center, even though that's what uh, Trey Lance did in college really was really confusing there didn't yeah. understand it. At that he's like you're not helping the kid you know you're doing these play actions that aren't getting any linebackers at the next level to come up as opposed to you know running stretches and boots from under center and what that does to the linebackers how that moves them and creates passing windows on the second level he's like dude there's none of that from the shotgun or pistol offense that Kyle Shanahan ran yesterday he's like I hate it that's what they are going to do, get him out of there. He shouldn't take as many hits. And I looked up some stats because Josh Allen, they utilized him in the run game. He ran some quarterback powers last night, but not nearly to the extent of taking 16 hits. And when you watch or when you look at some of the stats, I looked back at just even Josh Allen's rookie year because that was a year, wasn't a pure passer, 52% completion percentage. Obviously, coming out of college was athletic, you know, definitely athletic enough. And I looked in. He didn't have a game where he carried the ball over ten times. So Trey Lance first start sixteen times, definitely carrying the ball too many times and putting his body in harm's way. He definitely though has to learn how to protect himself. And even when he kind of fell down, it was really awkward and weird. Gotta learn how to do that baseball slide and pop straight up.
0: Oh, and just take go straight to the dome on the goal line too. I mean, that's like that's uh, that's something that could really. There was that one play, remember, when he got his helmet knocked off the of, yeah, and he was trying for extra yardage, and yeah. that they were holding on to his legs. I wonder if that was the play he got hurt because was, there was
1: to, he was tackled a little weird, and yeah. I remember seeing him get up. and I'm just like, okay.
0: yeah, he was really going I, for it, but yeah, he's funny because he was like, oh, I wasn't that bad, I feel pretty good, and then he, he went to bed yeah. and it's like, Oh, whew, okay, uh, but again, that's starting to hurt a little it, bit.
1: It, it probably just feels like a, a sore knee, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, it's spring. It's you, spring. Got, yeah. you might have to lose, you know, <laughs> miss two weeks.
0: Kyle Shanahan <laughs> rubbing his hands together thinking, okay, let's see. Bye week, then next week, and then Jimmy will be ready. Okay, yeah, but about two weeks. Well, let's hold you out about two weeks. That sounds right. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, that's a great point you made. Well, first of all, and also not only just 16 runs, but he was sacked twice. Um, he probably got, you know, touched and hit a couple other times. You know, you're talking about getting tackled and hit 20 times. In a game, yeah. that's way too many for a quarterback. Most quarterbacks, Not the idea. goal is to get hit zero times, get the ball out of your hands, and, and and that should be the goal for most quarterbacks, even if you're running a lot. And, and even Lamar Jackson, who runs the ball a ton, doesn't get hit that much because he's Houdini and gets out of those situations. Um, but to the point that Greg made on Crock Talk TV, guys, go check out Crock Talk TV on YouTube. Trey Lance's North Dakota State offense looked more like Kyle Shanahan's normal offense
1: than Kyle Shanahan's offense with with Trey Lance yeah right that's crazy there there were some like there were some instances where they incorporated things like that with the power runs and things like that like they did it but the basis of the offense was him under center yeah
0: right yeah he was under center that was the selling points like one of the few colleges that runs a pro style offense you could see him under center then he comes to the Niners he's in pistol and shotgun all day
1: every play and it's so
0: much better to run the ball with your quarterback under center and the play action would work better the defense would respect the run more you're running better out of that you're probably gonna have better um, passing plays th- with play action like that than you are with just the and also aesthetically the the whole zone read thing and it's it's not a new concept like when when was <laughs> it's funny that uh, you talk about baltimore and greg roman and the 49ers didn't want kaepernick and that's what they were running here before that. So it's like everything's coming full circle now. But um, it's not that, it's it's not like a new innovative offense anymore. You're not going to sneak attack people with zone read stuff, even if you have an athletic quarterback, even though it can work. But it's also aesthetically not that pleasing of an offense. It's why I like pro football so much more than college football. Like a, the zone read spread stuff and super short, like wide receiver screens all day. And it's, it's not fun football to watch.
1: Yeah, that's what Greg was saying. He's like, dude, looks like a high school offense, man. Yeah. Get him on the center. And that's the crazy thing. I watched, I watched Justin Fields, who, you know, he was primarily in shotgun at Ohio State. He did shoot, he did do some under center stuff, but not nearly to the extent of a Trey Lance. I watched, I watched his uh, second start against, uh, gosh, who is playing? The Detroit Lions. It was like every snap he was on the center and doing play actions off there and throwing deep shots and doing all those things. And it's like, Kyle, what are we doing? But again, this goes back to how? what have you done to develop this young guy in the sense of the offense? Now, again, if if that offense, what we just saw, is the only thing you feel like you can do with Trey Lance right now and you can't run your normal offense, which is definitely more effective and has more moving parts to it, then, yeah, maybe you should sit him.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. If you can't do all the things that make Kyle Shanahan's offense great, and he's literally holding you back from it, then maybe he does need some time. And he's a young guy, and it wouldn't be that shocking if that's the case. And it's probably why Kyle Shanahan is reluctant to talk about Trey Lance as maybe a starter. And he's always talked about Jimmy being the number one. And I think Jimmy's going to be ready to go against the Colts. And my money's on Jimmy G probably being the starting quarterback against the Colts in two weeks. But we've got plenty of time to talk about who will start over the course of the bye week. Let's get to some Twitter questions next. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You probably learned a little something over the early part of the 2021 NFL season about some teams. Maybe you feel confident that you want to bet on some NFL spreads you see week to week. Over-unders, MVPs, Rookie of the Year, There are a number of different things you can bet on when it comes to the NFL. College football, there are odds, props, contests, uh, an updated site interface, and BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. You can find news at BetOnline.ag. If you don't want to bet on the NFL, there is basketball, boxing, baseball, Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available this year season and use promo code locked on to get a welcome bonus bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts oh and by the way croc speaking of your quarterback mondays with greg Pinelli on croc talk tv Uh, You sent me that clip about the the throwing motion and Trey Lance throwing high. Yeah, and and it was super noticeable to me too. So I'm glad I did notice something that uh, a legitimate quarterback coach also noticed. So I'm not completely talking out of my ass there with him getting a little bit underneath the ball with his hands.
1: Yeah, so he said that sometimes these power throwers like a Josh Allen, and he, he, he references Josh Allen a lot because he trained Josh Allen. He has worked with him a lot since he was younger. So he says a lot of times with these power guys, Sometimes they 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 throw the ball so hard but they don't end up getting like their hand like over the top and it can sometimes have the ball sail on them. So he's not saying that's necessarily the case with Trey Lance consistently when he throws high, but that was something that he definitely noticed on the interception and it was cool because you actually asked me after like, "Hey man, ask Greg about this." And he brought it up without me even asking the question. I was like, man, that's what Brian Peacock was talking about. Yeah,
0: and I saw it twice in the telecast. He's, he was moving on the the interception, so he, it was actually even more so because it was almost he's coming across his body because he was moving and he kind of did a
1: little sidearm. So it was way underneath on that one. Um, mm-hmm. You want to get the tail – you want to get the nose of the ball. You want to get it it's, – it's up, and then it gets back down. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you do that – and he said, again, some of these – he said even like Mahomes had some issues with this as well where – that you can't – some of these guys with these just big, strong arms, they'll throw these fireballs out, and it doesn't – it never tails down, so it ends up sailing instead of getting down to the target where you're trying to It's throw. just
0: a rocket that keeps going up, up, up. Yeah, I, I totally see that. <laughs> yeah. um, if you want to see how to throw a great ball where the nose comes back down, follow at Eric underscore Crocker. Watch him with the Crocs. Not kicking field goals this time. He threw a bomb to, I believe, was it your son you threw a bomb to? Pretty pass. Yeah. Gave him room on the sideline to operate as well. That was nice.
1: Dude, I'm trying to tell. Like, dude, I can't throw it any better than that, dude. I mean, how 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 far do you think that was? I've been saying that I have a big arm and I can throw the deep ball.
0: It looked like maybe 45 yards. I don't know. It's hard to tell. hard to yeah, tell. Hard uh, to. Uh, but, Plus, but he's that's like
1: a, really little while he's running. Yeah. But, I threw it right over that outside shoulder away from the imaginary defensive Mm -hmm, back. And mm he's like, dude, you got to adjust to that, man. Go be a guy.
0: He's got to pull that in for sure. How about this? 50 coaches. This is from Josh Dubow of the Associated Press. 50 coaches have been with one team for at least parts of five seasons since 2000. Kyle Shanahan now in his fifth season as head coach for the 49ers. His 4.49 winning percentage, 0.449, Winning percentage with the 49ers ranks 46th out of those 50 coaches. Only ones that are worse was Jay Gruden with Washington, had a 418 winning percentage, Jeff Fisher with the Rams and his 7-9 and 9 BS, 409 winning percentage, Jim Schwartz with the Lions, 363, and Doug Marone with the Jaguars, 348 winning percentage. So mm. that's not good. And that's including a Super Bowl run with the 49ers in year three.
1: Um, there... And I kind of tweeted this out, and I'm like, there's just something not quite right with the the with everything that's going on, the quarterback situation, the the draft, the way Kyle Shanahan is answering questions, the way he's treating players, like something is off. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger quite on it, but I'm I've just been sitting back and I'm thinking, like, the way the fans are turning on him, just everything about Kyle Shanahan and this situation right now. And maybe it's just, well, the 49ers are losing and these are the things that happen when you're a part of a losing organization, but something's not right. And I, I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah, and especially
0: when you, like the the IUK stuff and those kind of things, it's like, what is going on? You draft this guy in the first round, as a great rookie season, and he's just zero part of your offense and there's guys playing in front of him that have no business playing in front of him. That just doesn't make any sense organizationally and and like what are you doing with development what are you doing with developing this young quarterback seems like there's no plan and don't even try to act surprised that there's some kind of quarterback controversy when you trade three first round picks to go get a quarterback number three overall like you should definitely not be surprised at that Kyle Shanahan if he is getting a little annoyed at those questions and he's actually worked hard and done a pretty good job to stave off most of those um you know, most of those questions and, you know, a, a rabid fan base, but you start losing a couple games and it gets a lot more difficult and you have to see that coming a mile away.
1: Yeah, I, I'm curious to know, like, Kyle, I wish I could just sit down with him and say, what's the plan or what, what, what was the plan? Like, what was your idea mm-hmm. this whole time? Like, how did you see yourself bringing along Trey Lance? And if you're going to go through all of this and still have a losing record, well, you're better off just getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo to start with in hindsight, right? Now, again, I understand it. I understand keeping Garoppolo. I understand playing him. Definitely in a situation where you have one winning season in four years, like there is pressure on Kyle Shanahan to win because he doesn't want to go through what he's going through right now, which is you're starting to hear the chatter.
0: And when you're trading up for players... On offense, you've spent a ton of resources, money, draft picks on everything, offensive line, uh, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. And it's the offense that's holding back the 49ers right now. Like the defense <laughs> l- w- kept them in that football game, right? And so that makes yeah, it even worse for an offensive head coach like Kyle Shanahan. And yeah, he doesn't look like he's yeah. having a lot of fun.
1: he That's it. He does not look like he's having fun. And i I want to know why.
0: I would like to know why too. Hopefully, one of the beat writers can have a little sit down with him. I know Mayoko does that little sit down before games sometimes. Maybe he can get into his head a little bit on a one on one scenario. Um, but that would I'm be, ask Grant Cohen. I would ask ra- Grant Cohen.
1: Ask him like, "Are you having fun?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure Grant will ask him.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good question for Grant <laughs> to ask, and yeah. I would love to see the the snippy retort from Kyle Shanahan on that. Maybe just needs yeah some more rest, man. I could my son's been sick over the course of the weekend. Then we got this crazy windstorm that like kept us up all night. I haven't slept for like four days, and I probably feel and look about like how Kyle Shanahan does uh, right about now. Uh, except for I just didn't stay up all night watching film. Although I did spend way too much time yesterday watching football. When football games start at six thirty in the morning in London, and then there's lightning, and the game goes like well past I don't even out of ten. I don't even know what time the game ended. Like eleven Jeez. o'clock. It was crazy late. What?
1: I'm central time zone, so, I mean, it was pushing midnight, but that's yeah. kind of the norm out here because, I mean, think about the Giants game. I haven't looked at what time it starts, but I assume after 8 p.m. Yeah,
0: I think it's one of those 6 o'clock, 6.30, uh, 6.37 when those oddball starts. Yeah, minute, so, Pacific. I mean, that's
1: 8.37 my time, and, I mean, it's going to be at least three hours. We're uh, That's pushing midnight.
0: I would have preferred that. Especially back in the day. Nowadays, the 10 a.m. football starts on Sundays a little bit better. But back in the day, I'd be like, I got to set my alarm just to watch a football game in the morning, man. It's, it's kind of too early. But uh, all right, we, we got to get to some of your questions. And it's pretty clear what's on most people's minds right now. Coming up. With the ever increasing numbers of makes, models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? You can't see what he's looking at. He's looking at this screen, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. Then you got to come back and wait for the part to even get there. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket with an endless supply of everything you need for your vehicle i'm always blown away at how much they have in stock at rockauto.com why would you choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are always the same for everybody and are always reliably low Just let them know that Locked On sent you, right? Locked On in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Here's another quick one from Jeff Dini, our friend from Pro Football Focus, 49ers fan. Uh, 2021 first-round quarterbacks, PFF grade in their first start. The best first start was Mac Jones, and that might be his best start period so far. He had a 78.3 PFF grade. Second is Trey Lance's start, Sunday, 66.3. Wilson's first start was 63.2. He's gotten worse. Trevor Lawrence has gotten better, 57.7 in his first start. Fields has looked a lot better than his first start. He had a 46.8 PFF grade in that disaster of a start where he had one net yard, and then Matt Nagy gave up play calling duties um and then uh trevor <laughs> replying to that on twitter says obviously it's only one game but jimmy's pff grade for the season is 60.8 lance's first start was better than that so um and it's a great oh, point yeah it's a
1: great point i did not see that but listen i know see i know we're not tripping we we said it and somebody responded with the uh that pulled out the clip of you asking like if this is the 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 bottom of what trey lance is going to be do you just stick with him because I don't I think it was kind of better than Jimmy Garoppolo? And I think what people are holding on to is, and I always said, is in theory, with what we were expecting to see from Jimmy Garoppolo as a starter, he has not played to that level. But I think people are still holding on to the thought of what it's supposed to look like with Jimmy Garoppolo, it has not been that.
0: The 49ers haven't rolled through teams like they did in 2019 when they were, what, 8-0 was the start they got out to, right? The 49ers aren't doing The Cardinals are doing that right now, not the 49ers. And so if the 49ers were doing that under Jimmy G and he was you know had games like the Saints game and a couple other games he had that year, and that's the way he was looking to start the year, there wouldn't be a lot of talk about Trey Lance right now. It's like, okay, let's keep this rolling and develop our young quarterback behind the scenes. But that's not the way things are going. And if Trey Lance's floor is as good as Jimmy G's going to play anyway, there's no decision to be made.
1: Well, everybody wants to compare this situation to Mahomes and Alex Smith backs. Alex Smith was like winning games. Yeah. I saw a stat too. And everybody throws out, Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, like 49ers win more with him. I, I, I didn't fact check this. So I probably shouldn't even throw it out there, but somebody said that Jimmy Garoppolo has, he's five and six in his last, in his last 11 games. Uh,
0: yeah, that checks out. I mean, he hurt, he was played hurt last year, too. So, 2020, you kind of can throw that out. That was a disaster. Everybody was hurt, but he was playing hurt. And he didn't look right when he came back with his high ankle sprain. But that's the other thing is he keeps getting hurt, too. Is is Jimmy G with the bad calf going to look great in a couple of weeks? Is he actually going to be 100%? So, there's a ton of questions. Where is there. that
1: tweet? I want to find – I I need to see that tweet about the PFF grades. Okay. Of their first starts and then what Jimmy Garoppolo's is for the season because – to me that everybody's acting like Trey Lance plays so poorly. And I'm like, dang, I, I, I didn't see that.
0: <laughs> they moved the ball. They moved the ball. Um, that, you know what? Another stat I saw, which really tells a huge story is that that Trey Lance, when he got stoned at the goal line by Simmons, by the way, we got to talk about that play. Cause we kind of asked the question and I went back and watched it from every angle. Finally. Uh, and I want to talk about that. If he made the right decision to go for it and try to plunge in himself. Um, that was the first time the Forty ers haven't gotten a touchdown in the red zone this year. They were ten mm, for ten. Yeah. And now they're are ten for eleven, and which is surprising because they haven't scored oh, that many. Be twelve.
1: Points. They, they scored on the Debo. Was that that should have been red zone, right? Or Was it outside the red zone? The Debo Samuel e, Handoff. Uh,
0: that might have been. That was before that play. No, it was after. No, it was after, it was okay. after that. Anyway, so now they must be eleven of twelve. Then.
1: Yeah.
0: Or or maybe that counts in the eleven. But anyway. Um, That was the first time that they had not done that, which is surprising, but it tells a huge story. So they've been so successful, but they haven't scored that much, which means they haven't been in the red zone enough. So they haven't been moving the ball enough. The the Trey Lance Niners, they didn't put enough points on the board, but they were moving the ball. And I think that's kind of what's lost in it. There was a bunch of holding penalties to make it like first and 20, second and 20, just hard to operate like that, too. So um, Trey Lance could have used a lot of help, even though he wasn't perfect at all. He could have used a lot of help from from some players on his offense as well. Especially the offensive line got beat a lot, way too often. Yeah, and even even first though, play, even first Trent, play of the game. Yeah, and even Trent Williams, who like McGlitchy was bad, flat out bad, beat a lot. He had a couple free runners. Um, there was a couple of holding penalties from Trent Williams. Now that's a tough matchup, but still, you know, it's a heavyweight battle. Um, but he did get out there and had some crazy blocks. As did use check on that. Debo run so he was pretty good for the most part but even he Shout had a couple out to of
1: bad yeah I don't think we give you enough love he have been he has been really good this season maybe not you know the, the guy you just really want carrying the ball but what he's been in the passing game I think he's been terrific for you know as being an outlet guy I mean he catching the ball in the flat jumping over guys like he has been one of the rocks and foundations of the offense, and you know we give out game balls every week. He hasn't gotten one, but I, I, I think thought he did. about it. He I'm got like, you know what? He needs. He deserves some love.
0: He got a game ball last week. Oh, he did. Week four. Okay, never mind. I thought. I think he did get one game ball, but no. Yeah, he deserves some. But all. the other side of that is he's being used. He's being asked to do too much. Use check shouldn't <laughs> be a huge part of your offense for a successful well, offense, right?
1: Like you need no, playmakers he, he with he the picks- ball in his hands. He makes enough money to where – no, you utilize his full skill set and what he's able to do, and somehow, some way, he's been a, a mismatch for defenses. So continue to utilize him any way you can, especially if it's resulting in moving the ball, which, again, I think yesterday the 49ers moved the ball into Arizona territory eight out of ten possessions, which is good, just didn't result in in, in the points. Mm-hmm. You develop Dre Lance a little bit more – you start to get the points I think and obviously that's you
0: could it, have had some more points if you decided to kick instead of go for yeah. uh go for it on fourth down which i don't have a problem Three on, times. The, on the on the fourth down on the calls to go for it on fourth down maybe the play calls could be better maybe the execution could be better um, they didn't get him, you know, and I think that'll that'll work itself out if they keep uh, being aggressive and going for it. And I think Kyle Shanahan probably realized he needed to score more points or, or, or thought he would have needed to score more points in that game against the Cardinals because they had the best offense in the league. Uh, it turned out they didn't need that many points, so maybe in hindsight he'll probably revert back and be less aggressive and, and kick more and say, oh, you know, my defense is good, let's kick it and get some points. But um, I want to go to Chris's question here, not really a question, more of a statement that I agree with. He says, uh, I would get Trent Williams, George Kittle, Alex Mack, Kyle Juszczyk, Debo in a room and weigh heavily on their opinion before making my move. If the vets feel going to the rookie is giving up on the season, then you have to go with Jimmy until if and when they are out of the playoffs. If not, get Lance the reps. What do you think? Like maybe just get the captains together, get a little small group of, <laughs> of, of guys together and have a little Congress in the locker room with Kyle Shanahan and say, what do you guys think? And
1: do you get the captains together without one of the captains and Jimmy Garoppolo?
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I actually asked Jimmy, Hey Jimmy, you think we should go with Trey? And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, let's wait till we're not in the playoffs. Yeah. I,
1: I like, I, I didn't mean, think about that. Jimmy is one of the, they captains. do that a lot of times in college where they'll get the captains together. And sometimes they'll have these player meetings and they'll decide on things. And, you know, those are things that happen. But ultimately, it's the coach's decision, and Kyle Shanahan doesn't seem like he's someone that likes to take advice. You know, I heard one thing today um, uh, talking about the 49ers. I put out there that maybe the offense was, you know, put out there that way and kind of worked that way because that's what what Trey Lance was comfortable with doing. A lot of times coaches go to the quarterback before games, like the night before the game or Saturday or whatever, and they're like, all right. What are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? And the quarterback would be like, you know, well, I'm comfortable with this, 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 and this, but I'm not comfortable with this, 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 this and this. And maybe what what uh, Trey Lance was comfortable with ended up being the offense that they ran. But I heard someone say, or someone told me that he does not ask for input from Jimmy Garoppolo on the plays that Jimmy Garoppolo likes to run. So. Definitely assuming he doesn't do that for the, for the running back. Now, I mean, for Trey Lance, might as well be a running back. With how many times he carries the ball? <laughs> but I I need to find that out. I I, I got to go to Grant Cohen again. Grant, especially for I,
0: especially for a young quarterback, you definitely want to make him feel comfortable in his first start. It seemed yeah. like a conversation you'd want to have with any quarterback. Uh, make up make a game plan together, not just like here's the game plan, yeah. here's the plays we're running. But I guess you would uh, over the course of a few years, you probably know which plays your quarterback's good. At running, which ones he likes, so maybe you don't have to ask at that point anymore.
1: All right, I'm not out on Kyle Shanahan at all, but it just feels weird. We're in a very weird, weird space yep. right now. Yep. We are dynamic going.
0: on. Well, we I've, I've talked many times, and we'll we'll go over this too with Trey Lance. I'm sure over the course of his career development paths especially for quarterbacks aren't linear he's gonna have ups he's gonna have downs it happens for the teams it happens for defenses it happens for offenses it probably happens for coaches too I feel like there's a a weird rut that Kyle Shanahan's in right now something you're right and it's hard to put a finger on exactly what it is but something just doesn't feel right right now
1: he is in a rut but again we've seen this with Andy Reid right that last year in Philadelphia I think they won like four games or something like that Right. But Andy Reid also, aside from that, he had built up so much equity because he had so much success with Philadelphia. And even if he has a down year right now, he's 2-3 and three with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But again, he has had recent success. He was really an off, offsides by D. Ford away from going to three straight Super Bowls. So... You can, you can go two and three. You can have ups and downs. Kyle Shanahan, you have one winning season in four years, and that is the issue. That's the pushback, and that's why everybody's getting so antsy right now.
0: We've got to talk about this one last thing before we go, and we don't have a lot of time to get into it, but that fourth down stop at the goal line. Did you watch that one back? Because I think yes. there might have been an opportunity for him to throw it, and, and I think you said it at the time just watching it live, that uh, – there might have been an opportunity to throw it early to Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell out of the backfield. And he was running his route short of the goal line. So there was no guarantee he was in. And by the way, Simmons was covering him too. So for Simmons to take out both players, that can't happen. You got to put more stress on him somehow. <laughs> so like either he could have definitely thrown it to Mitchell and he had to thrown it early. And I think maybe he could have also made the decision earlier to run and go full speed because he he hesitated just a a hair, Um, but then Mitchell has to either break the route off to pull Simmons away or become a blocker, because Simmons was able to take away both Mitchell and still defend Trey Lance running the ball, and one defender shouldn't be able to take away two guys like that on a play. you got to put some more stress on him right there, and somebody else talked about, um, I think it was Dwelly who was open, in the middle of the end zone, but that would have been like rolling right, throwing back across your body into traffic. Probably not a good idea there. So, you know, he could have Definitely thrown it early not. to Mitchell, but that's about the only other play he could have made.
1: Right, yeah. And again, you would have to bank on him breaking the tackle. I actually thought that in that situation, the best opportunity for the 49ers to score whereas him taking it in. When he turned the corner, I thought he was getting in. I thought he was he just got stonewalled. Like you said, that's not a... That's not South Dakota State you're playing against, no, right? No. That's not the Penguins. And what, what school was that? The Penguins? I was uh, watching Youngstown. Film. I see Youngstown. Like yeah, Penguins. I think Penguins is Youngstown, Youngstown. State. That ain't Youngstown. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so Mitchell. Simmons is a big dude. If anybody's
0: to blame, maybe it's Mitchell. Turn it upfield once you see that he's not throwing to you on your flat route or block because he just kind of stopped and he didn't he, do anything to help get Simmons out of there.
1: He and you only have needed helped. an inch. He could have helped. But I don't want to put that on him. There are different things that they could have done. Yeah. Trey Lance could have just dove over, guys. And, and I mean, I don't know if that would have been safe at all, but you, you end up with a sprained knee that's going to keep you out a couple weeks anyways. Well,
0: I saw him so many times at North Dakota State. Like, he 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 would do that. He would put his head down. He would go through guys, and he, he's going to find it that they're faster and bigger and stronger and tougher and harder to run through at the NFL level. All right. We got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for all your questions. We'll hit some more of your questions tomorrow with Nick Winkler on another Winky Wednesday. You can tag Croc and I on Twitter, at bdpcock at Eric underscore Crocker. A lot to get to covering the San Francisco 49ers this year. And we're with you every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. And check out Locked On Giants with host Ben Kaspik. He brings fantastic analytical data to his pod talking about your San Francisco Giants every single day. Be back tomorrow with Croc and Wink right here, Locked On 49ers. Go Giants. Orange October, baby. Woo!